Hello, you are listening to the Plumfield Moms, and this is Saturday Morning Coffee. Straight Paths for the Lord, a reflection by Diane Pendergraft. All scripture quotes are from the English Standard Version unless otherwise noted. A voice cries, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Isaiah 40, verses 3-5 through 5. When I was in high school, I was on a Bible Bowl team in a year when the books to memorize and answer questions about were Luke and Acts. I remember coming to this passage quoted in Luke and wondering, Why does God need us to make everything smooth and easy for Him? But I didn't ask, no one explained, and I hadn't thought much about it since then. The book of Mark begins with John's ministry rather than the birth of Jesus. Isaiah's prophecy appears here referring to John the Baptist. So again, why does the Lord need his paths to be straightened and his way prepared? We Americans don't know much about preparing for a visit from a king. Perhaps you've watched royal weddings or coronations on TV. It's obvious that untold amounts of money are spent on decorating everything along the path of the procession. Anything that will be seen by the king or queen must be shiny clean and lovely. Are they too delicate to catch a glimpse of how their subjects live day to day? I'm sure we've all read stories about pampered royalty who are too sensitive for reality to strike their eyes. But this is not our God. The preparation John preached was repentance. It was a preparation of the hearts of the people. This was clearly stated in the first chapter of Luke when the angel told Zechariah, John's father, He will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. Luke 1, 16 and 17. The valleys and mountains and rough places were the hearts of the people. They needed to be ready to receive their king. Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, ends with a recap of the ways in which the Israelites were dishonoring God. The last verse is another promise of the coming of Elijah. Four hundred years passed, and the people had not heeded God's warnings. It's clear in the Gospels that the priests and other Jewish officials were mainly concerned with keeping things as they always had been, not with turning their hearts to God. Quote, in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. End quote. Matthew 3, 1. Why the wilderness? Wouldn't it have been more effective if he had gone into the cities and stood on street corners? Two things occur to me. First, it is quiet in the wilderness. John's clothing was simple, made from nature, reminiscent of the clothes God made to cover Adam and Eve after their sin. His food couldn't have been more basic. John was able to hear God out where he was living, and the contrast of his lifestyle must have made an impact on the people. Also, everyone was going out to him. They weren't walking past him on their way to work, having a good chuckle and dismissing him as a nutty fanatic. Each person who heard him had to deliberately step out of his daily routine to go where John was. And when they did, John didn't try to make them feel good about themselves. His message was simple and direct. Repent. The Greek word for repent means to change your mind. Who wants to be told, You've been thinking all wrong. You're going the wrong direction. You must turn around and go the opposite way. Certainly not the Pharisees, Sadducees, or scribes. 
but many people were repenting. They were confessing their sins. The Greek word for confession means to profess agreement with someone. Confessing to God involves agreeing with his verdict that we are sinners. Not everyone was willing to listen to John's assessment of their sin. Many were disappointed that the news wasn't more spectacular. This wasn't what they had been hoping for. Where was the mighty king coming in a procession with his servants, his throngs of followers, and his army to set his people free from Rome? Those whose hearts were too crooked and rocky to allow them to agree with God and turn completely around missed the fact that their king had indeed come. When Jesus comes again, every person will know he is king. There will be no question of whether to agree with him. I want to be in the procession with a white robe and a smooth, level, straight heart so I can rejoice at his coming. Quote, Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, Amen. End quote. Revelation 1-7